Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Is for horses. <laughs> so, uh, been raided lately? I think a bunch of noobs tried to, but they were unsuccessful. I've been uh, raiding on Valhalla, Assassin's Creed lately. Shameless plug to a video game. I hear that our, our FBI is up to its old tricks with a uh, little bigger fish than typical. They're trying to do the whole come in and break your shit and say, hey, you need my protection. You know, do me a favor when I ask for it and you'll be safe to the former president of the United States. <laughs> they really have outdone themselves this time. So for those of you who are not physically located near a newspaper of any kind or are listening to this enough into the future where it's been at least a week and it's out of the news cycle. Mm-hmm. The FBI has raided Donald Trump's home, which he gave a name to. Home? See, that's what I call mine. But he called his Mar-a-Lago. Oh, that's one of the nice ones, I think, right? Isn't that the one that, isn't that his vacation home or is that it? Yeah, I would say that's his vacation home because that's the one where he would take folks to wine and dine them in the same way that W would take people back to the ranch. But it sets an interesting precedent because like you say, they are no strangers to that kind of intimidation. But this is maybe one of the highest profile targets that they've done this to in quite some time i i don't think that they go that long without threatening or shaking down a president but i don't think they do it in such a public manner because i think most presidents most people playing that game just go all right you know or we'll come to a deal i'll go with you on this one but not on that one whatever you know it's like uh Obama wanted to reduce the amount of troops in in the Middle East. In you know, they were like, "We need sixty thousand troops," and he was like, "No, you're you're supposed to have less there." And then later he was like, "I'll give you forty thousand." <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think that some shit was said behind the doors. You know what I mean? You don't go from like, we're reducing the amount to, uh, I only, I'm going to play hardball and only give you 40,000. You know what I mean? I think he rolled over. He rolled over on whatever it was, you know? Yeah. We obviously missed some part of that conversation. Uh, if this was, if this was an episodic adventure, it would be something that's happening off screen, but you're, you're right in that that relationship 
goes on without us knowing. And I think we all sort of assume those things, but to see it play out in front of us is very different. In fact, I would say it harkens back, at least for me, to the time of Snowden and people discovering what they did about like the NSA. The idea that everyone jokes that they're always listening, everyone you know, talks about their personally assigned FBI agent and all of that. But when we had someone come on and reveal all of that stuff and say, hey, all that stuff that you're pretty sure is happening, here's some documentation showing that it is indeed happening. And I think that's what's Not only on is here. it happening, but you're spending billions and billions to store this information. Oh, yeah, because yeah. there's backups on backups on backups, right? And oh, yeah, there, there's there's been movements. Um, thank God for because of Snowden and all that. There's been movements in states to outlaw the river water usage for NSA storage facility, or they have their servers and whatnot. And it did it. It helped for a while. It was uh, there was. They were going to build one in a state, and then they, they passed a law where they couldn't use their river water, for, you know, to cool the, the servers or whatever. So they stopped production on that. But then they got the deal with Amazon. So now Amazon. So it's a private company. You know, <laughs> that kind of, you know what I mean? They just, they just became uh, fascist instead of communist. Yeah, do you seize the citizenry to work for you or do you seize a company? Yeah. But here's here's the part that I don't understand. If if I'm if I'm someone who wants to keep the skeleton of Joe Biden in office or hope for Kamala or, or whoever right to stay in there, get in there, shuffle in there whatever it is Hillary the last the last thing I would do is go ruffle up the Trump crowd like yeah I, well, I'm not gonna say that they've fully calmed down yet yeah but this is not going to make that any easier well you gotta I understand where you're coming from but the FBI crowd is full of it has a lot of the ex-military type crowd. And what I mean by that was like the lifetime military. Ex-military, you know what I mean? Like the ones who retire from the military. So it's... Trump was a bit of a slap in the face. And a little bit of disrespect to that scene. So I think there's there's some of that there too. It's not just, I don't think that they, for one, I don't think that those type people who are career and that kind of thing, look at civilians as people or more cattle. So the respect of the crowd of Trump isn't there. But even if you look at the MAGA crowd as cattle, which both I'm sure the, the FBI and, you know, the, I can say most of the left do. Yeah. 
you still don't want to risk mad cow disease. So maybe, maybe, but I don't, I don't think that they respect that like you do. I don't think that they, I think when you live in that world where the government form means whether your company succeeds or fails, like you go under, you do not get to move at all to make any money unless this government form is approved. You know, if you live in that world, I think that that's what you think it is. I think that you don't understand that when you make that form too bad, like too, too much, people are just going to stop. I, I think that they think that people will always do what they're supposed to do, they're told. And we're seeing it now, and I, I don't think that they fully understand what's happening, is people are just stopping. They're done. Well, we saw it with um, somewhere in Oregon, believe it or not. They mistakenly didn't re-implement their business license laws. Like, they have to, like, do a form or whatever. So, like, all business licensing laws were in, uh, just erased. And they're having trouble passing them again. again. Getting re-implemented. That's fascinating. We should definitely look into that because I haven't even considered dismantling of the state through sheer forgetfulness. <laughs> I mean, seems to be a useful method. There's a really good point in that, that people may not be animated enough to do anything or vote or change or be active or, or whatever to change the situation that they're in. But that doesn't mean that given the alternative, they would be active right. in order to put those things into place. And it's a lot like the Patriot Act. You know what I mean? The Patriot Act comes about with a name and it's just, oh, we have to, we have to renew it because how could we take down these sleeper cell terrorists without it, right? It's like, oh, even people who are kind of against it are like, okay. But we, we didn't have it before it existed. And all it's done is create more of this problem. But like people can't see that because now it's, it just is reality. And they're saying like, without it, it's, it's the old tennis shoe thing. If the government made tennis shoes, people would be like, well, how the fuck are we going to walk? We're going to walk in bare feet. Get rid of the department of tennis shoes. Cause it's the only way they've ever had a shoe was, like, who the fuck would make a shoe? Like, you could just go... Like, why would you make a shoe? Because there's only one shoe. We only know it. And it, it, it's, it doesn't fit anybody. Shoes are terrible. Like, it's everybody hates them, but we have to wear them. Nobody, nobody thinks that a company could make a good shoe that people want to wear. Because we've been wearing this government crap for so long. But, but you're... Your, your point about trying to get everyone to buy into the 
narrative makes me even more surprised though, right? Because the 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 Patriot Act was strategically named to elicit that sort of response. Yeah. And like you say, people don't have to actively renew it to, to make it happen. So it's just sort of inaction that allows it to continue. So while they might look at the MAGA crowd as cattle or just citizens in general as not people, they do know that they're not to be riled up too often because that can be dangerous. And that's why I just, I don't know if I understand the motivations here. I truly think it's a scare tactic to keep Trump from running. I think I think it's I think it's pointed at him as opposed to his followers. He's getting older. And his ex-wife just died. He he could probably just it, it seemed like it would be better just to let that shit go and just enjoy the rest of your life. But Donald Trump being as dumb as he is, he seems like a pretty fucking stubborn dude. <laughs> if there's one thing I understand is stubborn. And that kind of shit that come into my house and raiding my shit, like I mu- I might have been mowing it over, not just wiping my hands of this shit. But you come in my fucking house, you raid my shit, I'm running. I'm running out of spite, you know what I mean? So, I think this is going to push him towards running as opposed to away. And I'll be honest with you, it is times like this. It is times that the FBI raids this man's house and I go, what the fuck are they so scared of? That I go, man, like, <laughs> I, you, it's like you, you took everything, every little checklist that you could, that you could check off to get me to vote for somebody I don't want to vote for, and you're just hitting them with this man. Granted, I am not going to vote for Donald Trump no matter what, but, <laughs> but the enemy of my enemy. I might I might feel conflicted about it a little bit when I don't because of that shit. Not because of anything he did. And that's why I'm not going to vote for him because he didn't do anything to stop this from being able to happen. And, and, it, and not that that would be easy, but you have to know what the fuck you're doing. You have to know your enemy. The motherfucker didn't know his enemy. He hired most of them. Now let's let's follow that down to my level of conspiracy. Is it possible that he hired them knowing that he had an inside man that could do something like this and stage a raid that would result in no criminal charges and would rile up his base enough to make them vote? And not just vote, but be angry enough to demand more visibility in the election? I guess. I mean, you'd be very generous with the amount of intelligence that you're 
assigning to this mark, this person. Um, a lot more generous than I am. So I just take everything he's done in the past. Every time he's rolled over when he was obviously fooled and we knew he was being fooled. The people he hired, the people he fired. And I, I don't see the level of intelligence that can do that. But either way, it doesn't change the fact that what the fuck are you we doing supporting the FBI? Especially you people on the right. If, if you can play, if the FBI is just your goon squad for your mob, for a mob, then what the fuck are we doing here? Is that America? Is that what our taxpayer money goes to? Where some politician can just throw their goons out wherever they want? Then that's not keeping American people safe. That's that's keeping us oppressed. That is what we're supposed to be fighting. So the what you're assigning to the FBI being the people who are heroes fighting for freedom, you're assigning that to the people who are the direct enemies of freedom. The actual perpetrators. Physical perpetrators of oppression. So who orders this? Is this the GOP trying to get him out of the way because... They know that they can't run someone else without him being clearly out of the way. Or or is this the incumbent uh, folks? Because the current administration, it seems like, is the clearest line. Well, from what I can tell, if I were to gamble in Vegas, what it seems like is the neocons, or the neo, not the neocons, and the neo crowd. Neocons, the neo-libs, the... The, the Clinton, Bush, Cheney establishment. You know, they came into power during the the George Bush Senior, Clinton days. Um, which was you know George Bush Senior was in the CIA, so he brought the CIA to the table. So. Basically, the CIA has taken over the the CIA, FBI, three-letter agencies, military-industrial complex has taken over the executive branch through proxies and whatnot. So that neo crowd, I think, is is really running the three-letter agencies, whether it be the the Dems or the Republicans. Uh, that that the crowd, the neocons, the neo dems, they all run in the same circles, and whoever's got the guy, I think only is, if it's a neocon and a neo lib running against each other, I think then the FBI stays out of it. You know what I mean? So maybe that's been the case for so long that yeah. they were happy to leave it be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure they play favorites. Certain agencies would be like, like the, maybe one's better to the NSA. So, like, 
the NSA kind of does favors for them, and then CIA does favors for the other, and they they're kind of fighting against each other, which is good because at least it's counteracting each other. But like, but when it's one is out, and then the other is in, then you have all the agencies after one dude, and that's what we're. I mean, that's what we're looking at. Like Donald Trump. Before this, I think he would have been happy to be allowed in, to be honest with you. I just think he was mad before he ran for president. I think that the Clintons and whatnot made him mad. Because there was definitely a turning point in his life where he went from, oh, I'm going to wine and dine and hug these people, to like, all right, now I'm going to run for president and fuck you guys. And I think it's just a personal thing. I think he's just a mad child. Well, and maybe these these are my own issues and my my own bias showing, but I've always been of the mind that his maverick persona, his outsider thing is a bit of a a show and that he is very much a part of the system, so to speak. But the more of these things that keep happening, the more that I think he actually has rattled a cage here or there, right? Like I know when he was running, there was some very clear like privacy breaches and stuff. I know Obama had had some like taps and things. There was a- He tried to pull troops out of Syria like that. What a president should be able to do because there's no war in Syria. And what they do? They killed children to stop him and make him mad. Turns out our CIA killed children <laughs> and staged it to be, you know, a terrorist attack. Not many, not as many as they claimed. They they faked a bunch and they had to kill some so that it would be believable, right? And then he Instead of pulling troops out, he ramped it up and bombed a bunch of places in Syria. Okay? That's not somebody who's in the crowd. That's what I'm saying. He's not in the crowd, and he's not a good person. He's, he's, and he's not smart. The problem is he's not in the crowd. He's not part of the NEO team. You don't pull troops out of Syria. You don't show the stupidity of us being in Syria at the executive level. Now you're an enemy. And they showed it. They proved it. They did the same thing with uh, with uh, even somebody who's part of their system with uh, Afghanistan. We needed to get out of Afghanistan. We had to get out. There was no winning. But they had to make sure that they made it as bad as possible, as politically damaging as possible when we did it. That way that any other president in the future will be will think twice about getting... Like, that shit, like, what the fuck were people hanging off of landing gears for? The only people still killing people there were us. And, and they had plenty of notice to get the fuck out. Look, I, I I wasn't I wasn't the like typical uh 
Trump hater in the way that like a lot of uh, my network probably were. Right. Like, you know, if you think about like Sam Harris or any of those other folks who just can't let it go and who are just so angry about it. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're angry about the wrong things because it's not that he was a moron and dangerous. I do believe he was those things, but to pretend like he was alone in that and is the only time we've ever had that in leadership is a bit naive. And yeah. we're not... The dangerous but there's also part the, scares... The, the dangerous part is, is, is absolutely insincere. It's not sincere. From anybody who knows how the system works or is halfway clued in how the system works, Donald Trump being president is not dangerous. We have a guy who has no cognitive abilities as president. That's not dangerous. You know why that's not dangerous? Because they pump him full of drugs when they need him to talk. They stick their hand up their ass and they make him say what he needs to say. The only reason why the only reason why they thought Donald Trump was dangerous is because he didn't have his zipper open. They couldn't stick their hand in his ass. He said shit and he, he was the only problem was we need somebody like that, but we need a smart person like that. Somebody who really knows how the system works and has studied it and really wants liberty to be the person without a zipper. And we didn't have that in Trump. That's not what Trump was. That's what the right thinks Trump was. But he wasn't. He didn't know how, how to do They played him like a fiddle when they had to, when it really came down to it. Did they though? Like, did did they play him, or is Look at he Syria. actually just? I I guess I, I'm not saying they never were able to because that stuff's going on all the time, right? The the political games that people play, and everyone's trying to get one over on everybody else. But some of the things that we attribute to everyone else, as if he's some bystander, like lockdowns. So that was what Trump was. Trump was absolutely in with the crowd, the the pharmaceutical crowd. He wasn't in as much as some of the people who took over later. So he played his hand. He thought that he was probably a bigger fish in the pharmaceutical game than he was. He's done that a bunch in his life. Um, and... He jumped on the big farm bandwagon right there with him, man. And that was, that's what I'm talking about. He isn't an angel, man. Like, he just isn't in with the military industrial complex, the FBI, the CIA. But with Big Pharma, he was enough in. Fauci didn't really talk shit about Trump until Trump wasn't the president anymore like if he would have won fauci would have not talked shit the whole time so did we essentially circle all the way back around to trump is the lesser of two evils well it depends on who he's running against really i mean if you're talking about dave smith or donald trump no it's a trap, and there's no 